Welcome to Food and Loathing, the podcast we hope will tantalize your taste buds and help you decide on lunch or dinner. Or breakfast, where I've been spending a lot of my calories. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> or that perfect bar snack. Oh, breakfast and bar snacks have been my focus lately, I swear. Football snacks for me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. TV football. Absolutely. If I can't if I can't watch my sports at the same time, it's, it yeah. doesn't count. Um, we scour the town for food, interviews, news, and more, so you have a one-stop shop of deliciousness when you are considering all your options in and around Las Vegas. Man, that's exhausting. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's hard work, but somebody's got to do it. I am Samantha Gemini Stevens, the creator of Wishbone and Vine, co-admin of the Please Send Noodles Cookbook Cooking Club. That's three exclamation marks if you want to find us on Facebook. And a food writer for offthestrip.com. You may have noticed from our little intro here that our games master, our coach, and our captain, Al Mancini, is out this week on a much-needed break with friends and family. We hope he's having a blast and eating well, and we cannot wait to hear some of the stories Seen when he returns. Some of the pictures in... Uh... Shall we say where? Nashville. Nashville. I believe there's some food in Nashville. They have food in Nashville. They really do. It's been a long time since I've lived there. I lived there for a very short period of time. Ah. But uh, you know he's you know he's living it up if those pictures are any indication. Yeah. And uh, so, but lucky for us and for you, he's still part of this episode with a center interview you won't want to miss. Keeping me on my toes and keeping us sounding fine is the ever-appreciated master of the mixing board and engineer extraordinaire, Rich Johnson. Hey. How are you today? I'm good. We're using all your brand new equipment here I know. today. So, uh, kind of fancy. My, my audio apprentice. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make you do this whole thing one day when I'm just getting really lazy. Oh, I'm working <laughs> on it. I'm practicing. <laughs> you know, as always, we start the show talking about where we eat, what we liked, and, and what we liked in hopes to make you a little hungry and follow but please wait until after the end of the show. We want you to keep listening first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stick around for the rest of it first. Um, I was able to fit a few things in this week, which I'll get to in a moment. But first, do you want to start us off? Sure. I had a busy week knowing that it would be just uh, you and me this week, and I need to <coughs> pull my weight when it comes to dining out. Uh, I was down on South Rainbow looking for something fast, casual, and I saw Clove Indian Cuisine and Bar Ooh. caught my eye. Nice, big, beautiful sign. In another, you know, one of 8,000 strip malls on yeah. South Rainbow. Uh, it was a $19 lunch buffet, as good as anything I've had in Vegas. Oh, my gosh. Vegas is, you know, a little tough for Indian food. It's it's it is. fewer and farther between yeah. than a lot of other genres. Yeah. So uh, about eight different mains on their uh, buffet. The usual suspects like Shag Paneer and Chicken Tikka Masala. I'm a big fan of the usual suspects. Oh, yes, please. And uh, I thoroughly enjoyed every dish I had. Awesome. I like the, the buffet thing because then... There's always something new I've never seen before or tasted. Yeah. And I'll give that a try. You just want a little bit of something, a little yeah. bit of everything kind of a go. Yeah. I'm I want to try something, but I don't want to order a whole entree of it, you know, because <laughs> I might not like it. And right. There was one thing that I was like, okay, this is new. I don't think I would order this, but I know that now. And now, exactly. That's how I appreciate that. <laughs> Uh, Wednesday, last Wednesday, it was another edition of the Oscar Dinner Series at That's Oscar right. Steakhouse as the Plaza, home of my. Other podcast on the corner of Main Street. I love it. Former Mayor Oscar Goodman regales the uh, sellout crowd with stories from the old mob and mayor days. This one was about the crossroads in his career, how he was uh, recruited by big-name people to leave Las Vegas not long after he and Carolyn arrived in the early 60s. Uh, you can hear these stories next week when the latest episode drops. That's on the corner of Main Street. They always have this prefixed dinner, one steak, one fish, your choice. 
And I chose the steak, which, you know, I'm usually a ribeye kind of guy, yeah. the occasional filet. But the, the one on the menu was uh, the uh, the New York. Oh, there you go. And I'm not a big New York fan, but this was the best New York I've ever had. What? It was. Oh, it, my God. It was tender. It had flavor. It had... Uh, you know, not fillet tender, but it was it was right up there. Yeah. Big praise to Chef Ben Jenkins for putting out more than a hundred covers in about twenty minutes and putting out a perfect medium rare New York. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Now I think I'm gonna have to go get a steak for dinner. Yeah. Saturday I found my way down to Spring Mountain Road looking to try Double 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 O pizza or double zero, double whatever. Zero, double yep. zero. I was too early. They don't open until four. Yeah. So I uh, will try another day. So I went to a go-to joint in that stream, same strip mall, Hanu Korean Barbecue. Oh, that's a new one to me. Yeah, it's, it, well, it's, the space has been had three different names, I think, since I've been <laughs> here in the last you know six seven years. And uh, I think that I recall, I seem to recall the all-you-can-eat sushi a few years ago. Okay. Com- complete with a huge page of rules. Oh about yeah. About eating all the rice. Uh, this iteration has a few rules, but it's also. A really generous $27 basic all-you-can-eat menu. There are two other up uh, prices where you get dessert or you get even more fancy stuff where you get the uni and all that. But I did the $27. Included a dozen meats and other things to put on the grill and a lot of sides and a lot of condiments. I ordered bulgogi, spicy pork, and chicken. The beef and pork arrived, and I canceled the chicken because I already had enough You already had so much food. Yeah, that was filling up the thing. I also had uh, you know some shumai, some tempura vegetables, tempura shrimp that were you know fried to order. Yeah. And so those were great. The uh, whole thing comes with a, a smaller uh, banchan. There were four items. They okay. were all really good. And a little rice, and I was happy, and I will go back to Hanu there on Spring Mountain Road. Uh, one sad but not unreasonable change at Hanu, though. You had to pay up front instead of getting a check at the end. Really? Like a lot of other businesses, restaurants have been hit with a lot of dining and dashing. Yeah. And uh, some like Haru are doing what they can to minimize the loss. That's not a huge hardship. You do that at the usual sort of fast, casual yeah, thing anyway. That's true. Yeah. So not a problem. Uh, I've, if you, I've been to my local giant, and they have have built a whole glassed-off section within the grocery store. Oh, my gosh. Where there's detergent and cosmetics. Oh, yeah. And over-the-counter drugs. Yep. And all the stuff that can be easily All the stuff uh, they lock up at Walgreens and CVS. Yeah, they have a separate <laughs> little checkout just for oh, that, that section. It's kind of sad, but understandable. Friday, uh, Sunday, football. Buffalo wings. I had not done buffalo wings at home for a couple of seasons. Ooh. So I got the fresh wings, chopped them up, doused them with a little bit of oil, used my air fryer for about 25 minutes, and they were crisp and perfect. This air fryer baker thing we got a few years ago lost its mind it's a little the, you <laughs> turn the little dial to go from you know wings to chips to fries or yeah. whatever and, all, and it just kept skipping around all over the place oh so my i gotta goodness. roll it back and forth a few times until i get to oh get wings don't touch it again don't touch it and then hit the air fry <laughs> and when i do that it was fine my sauce is a pretty faithful homage to the anchor bar in buffalo equal parts frank's red hot and butter little touch of vinegar, sometimes a squirt of ketchup for thickness and a bit of sweet, but not a lot. Just yeah. a touch here. I also make a, a blue cheese dressing, yes. crumbled cheese, mayo, finely chopped onion, and again, a little bit of vinegar. I do that a couple of hours ahead so everything has time to meld in the fridge. You know that. Perfect. Accompanying that, not Diet Coke, but one of the few things I like in Texas, from <laughs> Texas, and that is Shinerbach. Shinerbach is, is a good beer for, for wings, for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was chimichanga time this week. There you go. Uh, a little practice before making nachos for the Oregon-Colorado game on Saturday. That's where I will be 
anchored, rooting on my ducks. <laughs> uh, my go-to is right down the street for me, Stin Fronteras. Oh, yeah. A little sit-down place in the strip mall at Rampart and Lake Mead. A chicken burrito or any burrito can be done chimichanga style, which means they just dump it in oil and deep fry it. Do it. And there's nothing better. (laughs) And it was plentiful and it was wonderful. A little extra sour cream, a little of the green hot sauce. And that that place is great. There was like nobody in there. I was kind of afraid for them. They've been around about a year. And by the time I was done, I looked up and the whole place was full at like, you know, 1245, (laughs) 1 o'clock. Oh, later lunch hour. Okay. Finally, earlier this week, uh, we cele- celebrated, I don't know, National Cheeseburger Day. Yeah, baby. Perfect day for my fast food portfolio. <laughs> uh, I went looking for a place I have not been or had not been to in a long time, and that place is Sonic. Oh, I have not been there in a long time. You know, it turns out it's an Oklahoma-based chain that is the same age as me, founded in 1953. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Uh, it's on the one on Cheyenne. I drove up, did the faux car hop thing. Got the double cheeseburger, a little extra mayo, tater tots, and lemonade, and it was really good. Definitely done to order. Yeah. Definitely fresh beef, done on a fiery grill, like the way Burger King used to be. Used to be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nicely crisp tomato, lettuce, and onion in there. The tots were perfect, and the lemonade tasted like actual lemon. You know, I don't do a whole lot of, like sugary drinks yeah. and things like that. But if I go to Sonic, you can trust their drinks. They're not overly sugary. They actually taste yeah. of what they tell you is in it. And of course, there is that Sonic ice. Uh, yeah, I, I did not do that. I just had a straight up lemonade. I did not find any pulp in the lemonade, but it did not like, did not taste like it came from powder. So uh. that is my overeating week in, in a nutshell there. Along with stuff I'm, at home. I'm surprised at how much I got done this week as well. Um, we were doing a lot of stuff from home and but uh yeah i found myself out like almost every day somewhere so uh in no particular order um i did go back to the sundry oh, yeah. because there's something new every time although this time i still went with my oysters and <laughs> cocktails with a girlfriend we decided to go day drinking we opened up the one of the outdoor bars because the weather was so nice um you can order from the whole menu just like you can inside and so, yeah, we did a dozen oysters. We had some beautiful cocktails. Um, she ordered the cheeseburger slider, just a single. Those things are huge for a slider. Yeah. I don't know who came up with the idea. Not really but, a slider, but, but a fine cheeseburger. But when you get a trio of sliders, they're <laughs> oh. massive. So thankfully, she only got one. And then we had something called Dirty Fries, which I believe is from Cowbird. And it has this beautiful, it's like a chicken breast filet breaded, super flavorful. They slice it up almost into like fingers mm-hmm. and they put that over fries that have like grilled onions and cheese sauce wow. and yeah, whatever is in there guys, please keep doing that. It just needs a little more sauce. It was a little bit dry. Um, the bartenders warned us and so we got a little extra sauce on the side. There you go. Trust your bartender. Trust the bartender always. <laughs> um, uh, yesterday I wanted something really light. I didn't want to cook. I've just been running around too much lately. So I ordered Island Fin Poke which is just around the corner from here. Um, Got a couple of bowls, one for John, one for myself. Different things involved. And one of the things I like about them, and most poke places in town, but they've got a huge selection of stuff that you can put together. So I want texture. There's a lot of poke places where you get the fish and it's fresh, but there's not a whole lot of texture. So you can go from wasabi peas to just nori strips to... You know, all kinds of different sauce options. So I really like that you can make it your own thing. Nice. And still with super fresh fish and all of that. 
Um, I went back to Earth Cafe. I'm really enjoying their food. I got a breakfast burrito. This is a day where I knew I was going to be stuck at home all day. Is there just one of those or are there many? There's a couple of them. There's one on the Strip and there's one down in the Uncommons, which is where the sundry is, down by the new Durango that's popping up. Yep. Um, So breakfast burrito is a solid breakfast burrito. Um, Really not much to say other than it's super fresh. Again, you can make a couple of choices to make it your own, but they keep it really simple. Um, You can get different wraps. I like the spinach wrap um, for myself. <clears throat> and then they had a sprout sandwich, which sounds so basic, but was so good. Sounds awful. It was on this, <laughs> it was on this really crispy, rustic bread. Um, they used, uh, I forget what kind of aioli or sauce was on it. Um, but like you were talking about the tomatoes and the onions yeah. on your burger. It was, they were perfect tomatoes. Like I can, if you're going to eat tomatoes in a sandwich or on a burger, I want that really fresh has a little bit of a chew to it, yeah. really clean. I still remember the first time I, I had a sandwich with alfalfa sprouts on it. <laughs> About 50 years ago in Eugene, Oregon, not far, you know, right on, on the campus there. Yeah. And a new sandwich shop. I'm trying other things. Let's try something besides the grinder yeah. place. People from Philly would come and they did it. They, they were a hit for 20 years. And then this other place nearby said, yeah, we got the alfalfa sprouts. Try those. And it was like an inch and a half of sprouts yeah. in among other things. And I had to bite one. <laughs> like like my cat spitting stuff oh, out. No. Just you know, they're fine, but that was too much. Oh yeah, that that is that sounds like a lot. This was really well balanced. Um, and just was a nice, fresh, light sandwich. And I don't do a whole lot of sandwiches because I don't do a whole lot of bread, but I do recommend this one. Yeah. Um, and I decided to try their vegan chocolate cake. Other than being a little bit dry and crumbly which happens to a lot of different things. It was beautifully made. The ganache was really great. Every, nothing was overly sweet. Um, there was a nice bitterness from the chocolate. Really, really enjoyed that. So try that out. Um, and then bre- more breakfast. Um, yeah. I went to the Egg and I. I had a chili relleno omelet with sausage and avocado. You can't go wrong. They stuff a chili relleno with a bunch of stuff. They s- stuff that inside the omelet. You get the sour cream. You wow. get the sauces. Uh, it's it's two meals at least. I, I had to bring it home, <laughs> but it was really really good. Um, and I'm trying to get out of my bacon and eggs over medium yeah. rut, which I made for myself this morning as we record. There you go. But this sounds like it may. It's work. really it's really good. Which it's, egg and I? Because every I, and I want to say egg and I. Which one? Because. Every breakfast place in town has a stupid egg pun. Yeah, I think this one I was up on Charleston near Tanea. Okay. Because there's one just down the road there. All right. Um, And then Milpa, I ordered. um, They are just down Durango, I believe. And my favorite thing is these mushroom and squash tatellas. And a tatella is um, masa pockets filled with this stuff. Um, that you want in it, and they're super, super thinly done. And on these, they put a couple of uh, eggs on top and some veg, and it makes a perfect breakfast. Um, I also got the corn esquites. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I apologize if I'm not. It's basically um, street corn, but in a bowl is is how you look at it. Um, And also really good. And the avocado and chickpeas protein bowl thing they have, um, all together, that was a wonderful day of eating. <laughs> All right, food expert, I have to ask, what makes a piece of corn street corn? Because I don't see a lot of corn stalks on down, coming down Las Vegas That's Boulevard. That's true. So they're not growing it on the street? No, it's because they use, they there are still neighborhoods that have this, and I don't know if there's any in Vegas, and if there are, I want to know where they are, um, where just like there's the tamale lady that would come and sell tamales. Yeah. 
you can get you would go and you would get street corn and they would dip it in like this mayo and cheese. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And then they throw all the spices on it and and extra um, fresh cheese, the queso fresco, the cotija. Well, last time I saw someone doing that was at the. Uh, Las Vegas Vipers game. Apparently oh. the uh, now late lamented Las Vegas now Vipers really want a of the bay. XFL <laughs> at Cashman Field. There you go. And yeah, it looked interesting. I was already full of other I, stuff. I could handle a lote at a sporting event. Let's do it. <laughs> I like it. And then I was mentioning bar snacks earlier. I went back to Chinglish. They've got a great happy hour that starts at 3 p.m. I had the crispy green beans. I had Popo's dumplings. Um, I had a couple of other things in there that were just really tasty. They've got deals both on some food and drinks while you're there. And again, the weather's so nice. Yeah. You sit on the outside of the patio and you get wonderful yeah. service from wonderful people. As, as always in these things, you win. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. It was, it was a delicious week. I will say yes. that. Um, coming up in the news, drinks to raise money to battle childhood cancer, National Taco Day is coming up, and we're in the middle of Negroni Week. Wow. I know. I should have made you a Negroni. Yeah. But first, Al's interview with the chefs at El Segundo Sol. This is Food and Loathing. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here you are in Vegas, you're hungry, and the choices are endless. But do you really want to trust the crowd? You can trust Neon Feast, restaurant recommendations from real food pros sharing where they send friends and family. All that knowledge is just a download away on the Neon Feast app. You want the strip, off strip, downtown, great views, great value? Find smart, informed restaurant recommendations on the Neon Feast app and neonfeast.com. You want more Al Mancini? You can hear me all week long on all of the Highway Drive and Vegas Vibe radio stations delivering the Neon Feast foodie updates. Also, keep your eyes open for my appearances on Wake Up With The CW and my videos on the at Vegas social media channels. And you can find some of my writings at visitlasvegas.com. Welcome back, and as promised, we have a bit of Al for this part of the show. He took time to visit and speak with the folks at El Segundo Soul in the Fashion Show Mall, talking about the changes over the past 15 years, changes in their style, and uh, a lot more. So I'm here with Chef Wesley Pumphrey and Ryan Richardson. Both of Let Us Entertain You. Um, chef uh, is the corporate chef for the organization, but we are here today in El Segundo Sol on the Las Vegas Strip. And just walking through the doors, guys, this place is look, looks different every time I wander in here recently, but a lot different now. Yeah, we've gone through a major overhaul, uh, front, front of house, and also we're redoing the kitchen as well. Um, taking it from you know the original model 15 years ago to now, um, it's it's like night and day. It's very tropical, uh, very airy, and we're very excited to uh, have everybody come see it. Yeah, um, I I've been to this restaurant many times over the years, and it's I, I'll be straight up with you. When this restaurant first opened, I wasn't a fan. Like it came a couple times during the first year, and whatever happened, maybe it was where my head was at then, maybe it was the food you were doing, it didn't vibe with what I was looking for. 
I never had a bad experience, but it was never the place that I said to my friends, oh, I want to come here and hang out. But then, because you have such a prime location, you know, right here on the corner of, uh, across from, on the corner of the Fashion Show Mall, right on that Fashion Show Mall Drive, across the street from Wynn, I'm over here a lot. So, you know, about once a year, I always pop my head in here and I'm like, I don't know why I don't come here more often. I'm liking this place. And every... uh, as I come back in, I start to fall more and more in love with what it is you're doing. But it's also been hard for me to kind of put my finger on how to describe the type of Mexican restaurant you are, the style of Mexican cuisine. So rather than me try to do it, as I've tried to do many times over the years, Chef, can you tell me where's the niche within the Mexican restaurant diaspora if i'm gonna get all snotty here with words um that you could that that you would pinpoint that this that this fits into yeah man so i think that we touch we touch a lot of bases for a lot of different people you know like when i got here two years ago i think that the menu was very straightforward a lot of enchiladas um, a lot of fajitas and we still have all that for everybody we've tried to expand to include everybody so we have a lot more seafood options uh, we have street tacos that are very true to like street taco tradition, and I think that's you know part of what people are looking for here in Las Vegas is they want to have a really great version of something that speaks to them. And so like we have family favorites that are you know entrees and you know like different moles and sauces and stuff like that, but also you know those really fun like big messy gooey tacos you can pick up and have them drip all over your face and and chase them down with a with a nice margarita. So it's it's really something for everybody. Cool. Um, what's your, your client base here? Is uh, Because obviously tourists are going to be right here all the time. But do you draw a strong locals um, client base? We, we do. We have, a, you know, we have a great happy hour. We get a lot of people from the mall that work here. Free parking still. So we still get, you know, it's still a bargain to come to El Segundo as opposed to going to some other properties in the Strip. So we have a lot, quite a few locals that come into our market, whether they're working in the premise or they come from off Strip because they want to eat on the Strip. But don't necessarily want to pay the higher end prices that you have to go to in into the mall areas. So, Chef, um, is there a signature item now? First of all, is there a signature item that's been on the menu the entire time? And then is there anything new that's come on uh, since you've been here over the last two years that you've introduced that's kind of become a new type of standout signature? Yeah, absolutely. I would say that our fajitas are always going to be our mainstay signature item. Um, we're going to keep those as true as they always have been, uh, kind of revamp the presentation, but everything that everybody has loved about those is going to be there. And then one of the new things that we do is a ribeye. So we have a 12 ounce boneless ribeye with all the fixins, rice, beans, uh, tortillas. We serve them with the side of crispy potatoes. Uh, so it's like your meat and potatoes. It's a really great deal on the strip. A uh, little bit, a little bit of chimichurri still under 40 bucks for a ribeye with all the, with all the sides. You can't beat it. Yeah. yeah it's fantastic. Yeah. $40 steak on the strip is just like unheard of these days it makes people laugh when i tell them that in other cities but somebody will say oh, i came to las vegas and i paid 50 dollars for a, stri- a steak and i'll be like oh good you got a bargain yes. and, and they roll their eyes at me like i'm crazy um, how important is it to try to keep though prices reasonable because it feels like you're in las vegas you could charge whatever the hell you want for a steak and nobody flinches at it so uh, but obviously you're not taking that well we can so we'll raise the price idea so we've, we've gone through great lengths to make sure that we have increased the quality of the product and ingredient while not you know, sacrificing our you know, cost of goods where it affects the customer. We really want people to feel comfortable in here. We want them to come in, have a good time. We don't break the bank. We want them to come back. The locals need to have some place where you know, it speaks to them. It's hard to get down to the strip. We don't want people to feel like you know, we redid the interior and now we're going to jack the prices up twice. 
So, you know, it, it is important to us to create a great value and have those people keep coming back. I'm trying to remember. Last time I was here, I'm pretty sure I had a really nice extra añejo um, that I that I was sipping on while you were here. Um, but your spirits member, your spirits menu, if I remember correctly, is is pretty solid, right? You guys are going above and beyond the normous normal tourist brands, you know, the the Casamigas or whoever that that we're used to seeing everywhere, right? A hundred percent. I mean, we have a hundred plus tequilas on the on, on the menu. You can get a high añejo. You can get your silver. You get a middle reposado. So we like to be able to hit all all ends. Is it that marquee 1942, or is it you know a great Clase Azul, or is it you know is it the you know Casamigo that guests want? So we, we like to be able to encompass all of our guests, the, the guests that are coming over from the win, and somebody that wants a, a little bit better of a, a value. So we you know over 100 tequilas, cocktail lists change seasonally. Um, and we just try to keep up with the with the times. Keep moving forward with cocktails along with the food. Food gets better. Cocktails have to get better as well. And um, mezcals as well. Do you guys do mezcals? Yeah, we have we have a, quite a few mezcals. Obviously, with the popularity of the mezcal brand uh, coming in full force, we do um, some of our cocktails with mezcals. And obviously, some people just like it nice and neat, and you know, one chug and you know, go. So we do some mezcals in that 100. We do have some mezcals in there as well. So why the decision to um, renovate the interior? I mean, the restaurant's obviously been here for a little while. It's doing quite well right. over all that time. Now, I do realize that you're, you had a sister restaurant right next door that's yeah. now been totally torn out, and they're building something yeah. new in there. Yeah. So was, was that part of the reason, like as long as it was kind of out with the old, in with the new, in one spot, that you figured you'd give this a new fresh coat of paint? A little bit of both. You know, the, it's the longevity of it did it. it we had a great reputation with what we were doing. And we said, you know, why don't we, we're going to do uh, a new concept next door. Let's, let's facelift, you know, this side. And that's when we kind of, you know, the theme over here is a, a really Tulum feel. Um, and we felt like that would kind of encompass uh, an upgrade, but at the same time, it's not going to push people away. So, you know, in there, you see that a lot of greenery, a, a lot of, you know, that rustic pottery um, throughout the building so you know we just felt like if we're gonna do one side we need to do both sides and, and just elevate them both because in the past we've we did one side and the other stays the same and then the other side stays the same and then we so you know so we've reconcepted um from years ago as well so we want to stick with where we're at which is which is that great value but at the same time we want to say hey it's it's been 12 years since el segundo first got there so let's let's put some of our fortune and things that we we've been able to make over the years and put it back into the building and get a get a get a newer place to, for our guests to dine. So while I have you here, I just have to talk about that as entertain you as a whole because um, this is a restaurant, and I'm sure most of my listeners know, but if anybody doesn't know, um, this is a restaurant company that originated in Chicago, I believe, um, and has operated some of the best both fine dining and casual restaurants um, in Chicago, but also here in Las Vegas for a long time. And signature places, of course, that everybody knows would be um, the Eiffel Tower restaurant or Mon Ami Gabi. But you've got a lot of places and you're now moving out to the suburbs. You're expanding here on the Strip. So I guess my question would be, first, tell me a bit about what the overall Let Us Entertain You brand is about and what is it that unites 
Eiffel Tower, RPM Italian, Joe's um, Fine Seafood, and, you know, sorry, <laughs> Joe's has a really long name. Joe's yeah. Fine Seafood Steaks and, and um, Stone Crabs. Oh, right. Yes, got it. Sorry. Uh, but what, what unites all of them with El Segundo Soul, with the new concept that's coming right here on this trip, and with the fact that you're going out to the Burbs in Durango uh, Resort that's soon to open, what's, what's the one thing that, that brings all that together? You know, just talking about lettuce, you know, we were found in 1971 by Rich Melman. I think his passion for food and service and beverage is what gets us our different locations and allows him to thrive. Because, you know, it's he can do a fine dining restaurant, but at the same time, we can come down here and do a great Mexican-themed restaurant. And next door, we, you know, we had Schurberger for years, and we can do that concept and really be successful. You know, I think part of our um, intrigue is that our portfolio has a lot of everything. Uh, we've, got that, we've got the great high-end. We just opened up a restaurant called Miru in St. Regis in Chicago. And, you know, here we opened up RPM Italian last year. Uh, we're going to open up Summer House here in the suburbs. We're going to have a, uh, a new concept called Happy Camper next door. Uh, you know, so Rich can embellish it all. He can make it all, and he's the one that pulls it together. And, you know, part of our philosophy is not really to be the biggest Rich could definitely have cookie-cutted a lot of our concepts. Um, but, you know, we want to be the best at what we do. So, you know, we, we get a great concept, and we, we make it as best as we can every day. And from there, we build on what's coming up new, you know. So Rich, uh, he enables a lot of the partners like myself to, to know the focus of that market and really dig into that market and know what's best for the market. Are there El Segundo Souls in other markets? No, this is the only one. So that's and that's the other cool thing about lettuce too. There's a lot of very unique concepts that we have. So, you know, El Segundo, I'd love to have more, but maybe we won't. It's a it's a it's great for Vegas and it's a great um, um, one theme restaurant here. But you know, who knows? Um, you know, but it's 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 it enables us to stick with one. And sometimes we'll we'll have one or two others. But for the most part, we yeah we look at the market, see what's working, and see what we can create that's going to be best for that market. Chef, one thing I've noticed about um, Mexican is that much like pizza or, um, or barbecue, um, people get very regionally specific that they think that the, what they grew up eating is the only kind of Mexican. And it gets even worse with Americans because we think what we grew up eating is Mexican, sometimes without ever having traveled to Mexico or maybe with just going right over the border from where we were born, that that's all that Mexico has to offer. Those of us who have had the opportunities to travel throughout Mexico um, know that it's, it's a huge nation with diverse tastes and palates and a lot of different styles of cooking how do you narrow down like the regions and the styles and that that are going to appeal to the melting pot of people that you have coming to las vegas some of whom grew up in san diego and they believe that that tijuana mexican is the only kind of mexican there is others may have you know grown up in juarez right and, and whatever and they think that that's all there is how do you how do you create a Mexic, a style of Mexican food that's going to please the wide variety that comes to Las Vegas? Well, I, I personally grew up in Southern California, so I get that perspective as well. Um, I've traveled a bunch to Mexico. And, you know, like when we're looking at new dishes here, I also listen to the staff. You know, I listen to guest response. We try to gauge and see what, what we love and what people might be missing. And we, we love to take uh, requests, and then we, we start to work on food. But, you know, through travels uh, to Mexico City, you know, I'll, I'll kind of look to see, you know, where we stack up against, you know, some of the food that's indigenous. 
Um, and, and I feel like we have a really great product that does touch on different bases. We have, you know, definitely stuff that, you know, lends itself to that Southwest, you know, uh, border cuisine. Some of our tacos really touch on those points. Uh, we're sourcing our shrimp from Sinaloa. You know, we have, um, you know, our, our mahi is lion cod off the coast of uh, Baja. So we have that whole region. Our sauces are and sal- salsas and moles um, are very uh, specific to different regions in central, like Oaxaca. Um, we have stuff that, you know, is um, indigenous to like Veracruz. So we've we've tried to kind of go all around the country and kind of pull it in. I look at it like um, kind of like barbecue. You touch on different places in Texas and there's different regions. We do the same thing with Mexican food. And so I, I do think that we have stuff that talks to everybody. Uh, so what's next on the horizon? I mean, you have this this huge renovation on, that you just underwent. Um, is there anything new coming around the corner here that people need to know about at El Segundo Sol or at Lettuce in general? Uh, for Lettuce, we next door, we're doing a full makeover or a new concept next door to where Stripper and Chicken used to be called Happy Camper. Um, so we're partnering up with some some partners that have four or five of them in uh, the Chicago market. Um, pizza heavy concept, going to be really fun. Disco balls, very lively fire pits. Um, we'll actually try to enclose it a little bit so we'll be able to seasonality a little bit. So we'll actually have some cover from the winter, uh, a little bit um, cover from the summer as well. So that's going to open probably in January. Um, and then we have Summer House opening uh, in the Durango Station November 20th. So we'll be partnering up for the first time with the Fertitas and the Station Casino Group, and we're really looking forward to that. And that's a California-inspired themed kitchen. Um, The feel of the restaurant is very California, whitewash walls and shutters. Kind of makes you feel like you're almost on the beach. Um, So it's going to be fun. It's going to be a really, you know, um, enjoyable for the area. Um, Big brunches, um, rosé all day kind of theme um, for that restaurant cookie counter up front lots of big um, homemade cookies rice crispy treats um, coffee counter up front so we're really looking forward to getting that up off the ground november 20th well it sounds great gentlemen thanks so much for your time i really appreciate it and um, congrats on all the renovations and all the new things going on here awesome thanks so much thanks al appreciate you the news is next this is food and loathing We are all over social media. Just search for Food and Loathing or reach out directly. Info at foodandloathing.vegas. And where am I these days? What am I doing? Most important, what am I eating, cooking, and learning? Find out in time at wishboneandvine.com. One more time, that's info at foodandloathing.vegas. And my site, wishboneandvine.com. The Golden Tiki is excited to announce their September through November 2023 Charity Cocktail of the Month, this time partnering with Terramena Tequila, Vecchio Amaro Del Capo, and Havana Club to create the Manoiki with proceeds benefiting St. Baldrick's Foundation. Created by beverage director Adam Rains. Of course. I know. (laughs) Of course. That man is amazing. Yeah. The Manoiki features an enticing blend of Terramena Tequila, Havana Club Rum, Calabrian Amaro, Orgeat, cinnamon, lime, and scented with the producer Mezcal. Ooh, you got me at the Mezcal. It's a for lot sure. of stuff. I hope you. Uh, I'll trust Adam. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm, I'm going to go in and have to try this very yeah. quickly. The specialty cocktail is available September through November for $16. That gets you the drink. Yeah. Or you can spend the $45 because, again, this is for charity and you get the mug to go home with you. Oh, yeah. While supplies last. And they do go fast. Yeah. 
Each month, the Golden Tiki partners with a different spirits brand to create a one-of-a-kind cocktail and souvenir mug with most of the proceeds benefiting charity. The September through November edition is benefiting St. Baldrick's Foundation, whose mission is to find a cure for kids' cancer. And we are still in the middle of Negroni Week, wherein your favorite restaurants and bars participate by offering Negroni specials and special Negronis to raise money for good (laughs) causes. In Las Vegas, there are approximately 50 locations participating officially. Yeah. And that includes Al Salito Posto, The Legacy Club, The Sundry, Evil Pie, Eureka, Jammy Land, Bala Italian Soul, Brezza, Carver Steak, Sparrow Wolf, Monzu, and others. Whoa. So make sure you... I know, there's so many. I couldn't do all of them. but And each place has their own charity that, that they benefit, which I think is really, really cool. It happens every year around this time. So go into your favorite bars, ask them if they're participating in Negroni Week, raise money for good causes, and enjoy a good cocktail at the same time. Yeah. Um, we're also in the middle of the San Gennaro Feast. It's happening right now through the whole weekend, through Sunday, at the M Resort and Casino, all the way south on Las Vegas Boulevard and St. Rose Parkway. Enjoy Italian food, drink, culture, and more. More information is available at SanGennaroFeast.com. Gordon Ramsay is introducing a rage room oh hell yes in downtown las vegas <laughs> do you remember it's been 20 plus years now the original gordon rams the bbc show featuring gordon ramsay at his original restaurant no that was the one where every week he would just bully one of his employees yeah into quitting or firing him oh the food came out wonderful but i always thought I would never want to eat there if that kind of right. vitriol is happening on a daily right. basis and behind now, the door. And now look at the empire that has and, been you know, built. <laughs> yeah, he made, made a whole career out of shouting at people. Um, and and you know his, I've been to a few of his places and they're they're very good. Yeah, I have to say I even had the beef Wellington at the steakhouse yeah. in Baltimore. Anyway, according to our friends at the Review Journal, Fox is taking over Axe Hole Vegas at Neonopolis. It bills itself as the only axe-throwing venue in Vegas licensed to sell beer. It's two days of free Ramsey-themed mayhem. (laughs) You just have to go for that kind of uh, morbid curiosity. That's right. (laughs) You can spend 15 minutes in the Rage Room with Kitchen Nightmares-branded bats and rolling pins, smashing dinner plates, glasses, and small kitchen appliances. Maybe I can (laughs) donate my air fryer. There you go. Uh, Ramsey's voice will be piped into the experience to encourage more demolition. You can throw chef's knives at targets. This is Kitchen Nightmares Rage Room, September 30th and October 1st. you got to be 18 or older to register for spots starting Wednesday. And here's the, uh, the website. It's a long one. KitchenNightmaresRageRoom.com. Long but easy to remember. Yeah. KitchenNightmaresRageRoom.com. There you All, go. One big run-on thing. <laughs> uh, uh, heads popping up at Soul Billy, October 2nd. Is this one for me or is this for you? This for you. Okay, thank you. <laughs> heads is popping up at Soul Belly Barbecue October 2nd, but you want to get your tickets ahead of time. Bruce uh, Coleman of Soul Belly. Did I get that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And... Um, Chef Joe of Arapaheads, they're teaming up to bring you mouth-watering barbecue arapas. Get ready for a flavor-packed experience that'll leave your taste buds dancing. <laughs> you should be writing press releases. Or you're copying and pasting press releases. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. A little secret. <laughs> I gave away. We'll fix that in the editing. Uh, among the collaboration menu, uh, barbacoa arapa, which is uh, slow cooker juicy, meltingly tender... 
and seasoned with flavorful chilies and spices. Also, uh, pulled pork arapa, tender shredded pork in soul belly sauce. Uh, there's also an arapa flight where you get three minis, a barbacoa, a smoked chicken in green salsa, and the pulled pork. Find all the information at secretburger.com. I'm glad to see they're still going. It's been uh, kind of up and down for them, right? Yeah, yeah. Finding after, events after, to do. Because Vegas Touch Test yeah. Kitchen closed, and it made it harder to, to find a independent um, location for certain things. So. All right, yeah. But yeah, everybody there is uh, flying out and doing all kinds of fun stuff as we've been uh talking about on this show so i love it all right this 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 is a big long one so you start and then we'll just jump back and forth here because there's a lot of tacos to talk about and it's exhausting yeah and we don't have to do all of them okay celebrate national taco day at la mona rosa that's in the former la comida space in downtown las vegas i believe that's the corner of sixth and fremont behind yeah commonwealth commonwealth kitty corner from an old cortez yeah, and all that yeah. fun stuff yeah and uh, so they're offering a delightful opportunity to explore the vast world of taco possibilities. I think there, there was a missed opportunity here when they could have said tacoabilities. Oh. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Whether you prefer your tacos spicy, savory, sweet, or somewhere in between, there's a taco out there for every palate to savor on this flavorsome day. They are offering a taco package for 40 bucks. You get 10 tacos and a round of chips and salsa for the table. There are 14 Taco options. Oh, golly. So I don't know if we want to go through them all. I'll go through a couple. I'll start at the top here. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'll get the names right. Uh, Nopal. Yep. Grilled cactus with charred Mexican onions, tomato, and queso cotilla. Yep. Hongo and epazote. Good God. Sautéed <laughs> mushroom and poblano peppers with mole amarillo and epazote again. I'm getting so hungry. Oh, They've got guacamole and chapulinas, which are smashed avocados with jalapeno, cilantro, onion, lime, pico de gallo, pico de gallo queso fresco, and chapulinos oaxacanos. No more calls. And we have a if winner. if you don't know what chapulinas is, I mean... I don't either. We can tell you that they're crickets, or you can just ignore the fact that oh, they're crickets. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> never mind. Okay. Uh, they also have carnitas. They have governador, which is the shrimp. They've got conchinita pibil, which is slow-cooked pork shoulder, tinga, pollo asada, Baja-style beer-battered shrimp. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Panchita, pork belly oh with the uh, ancho guajillo adobo. Oh, man. I got a whole Spanish lesson right here. Asada. Grilled uh, steak, avocado, salsa verde. There's a nice, easy one for me. There you go. And then, of course, poblano, which is one of my favorites. Yeah. I just had that poblano, chile relleno, poblano uh, omelet. So. This is sort of like the Indian buffet. Oh. Get a couple that you where you're, you're maybe a little yeah, worried about because it's only one and you can figure it out yep. if you like it you a lot. You can mix and match 10 tacos off of this list of 14. And you get that round of chips and salsa for the table. It's $40 for the package. But you, you buried the lead. <laughs> and you can add on bottomless margaritas, baby, for 40 bucks. There you go. That's the hot pot. Tickets and more information available at secretburger.com. We are both uh, starving now. After I'm, this, yes. uh, whipping through <laughs> what we ate and what we're going to eat. <laughs> so that's it for this week. Short and sweet compared to some of our shows, but uh, no less filling. That's correct. Thanks to Wesley Pumphrey and Ryan Richardson over at El Segundo Soul for sitting down with Al. And Al is back next week with Tales of Nashville and, oh, God knows what else. <laughs> Until then, you know the drill. Stay, Stay hungry. hungry.